Welcome to the Exchange Podcast. I am your host, Floyd Boykin Jr. Welcome. Today we have this incredible artist. He's a filmmaker, an entertainer, poet, comedian, host, author. He has a lot of things under his belt. I want y'all to welcome Derek Andre. Welcome to the show, my brother. Well, thank you, my friend. Glad to be a part of it. I appreciate all that you do and have done and will be doing. I can say the exact same thing for you, my brother. (laughs) (laughs) So... You and I, of course, we go back, you know, a long, 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 long way. So, you know, yeah. you used to be my old traveling buddy when yeah. we were touring with poetry, you know. That's right. That's so, right. How many years ago was that? That was about, shoot, that was the 90s, wasn't it? Late 90s. That was like 98, 99, somewhere in there, 2000. <laughs> yeah, I think it was between um, 2000 and 2004, in between those areas we did yeah. a lot of traveling around that time. Mm-hmm. So. But, you know, so, you know, I had to bring you on here, man, promote you and, uh, and all that you do. And for those people who don't know who you are, I want them to, you know, this will be an introduction to them. And those who know who you are, allow you to reintroduce yourself, you know, right, cool. on the podcast. So. All right. All right. That's what's up. But we're going to jump right into it because, uh, like I tell everybody, you know, we just try to stay on for about 20 minutes. But that time goes by really quickly. Okay. So i like to know, I mean, you're a poet and you do um, comedy and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. How long have you been doing poetry and at what age did you realize you had a comedic mind? Well, I started doing actual poetry in 1996 or 7. Um, I went to a poetry reading with a uh, friend of mine named uh, Kelly Arm deceased now so may that brother rest in power but um we went to remember when they uh used to have backstage bistro over on uh, off of grand yeah yeah so we went there we he asked me to go now at that time i had no real inclination about poetry whatsoever we were just going to meet women and so (laughs) (laughs) right and so he was like man you know we should go check this out so i went in and man, it was just the energy in the room was just, it was phenomenal. And um, there's a lot of people that performed, but the person that performed that night that really just kind of set it off for me was um, the late brother, Chris Branch. Ah, yes, Chris Branch. Chris, he walked out on stage, man, he had on his blue jeans, he had on like a black tee, and he was barefoot, like he always performed. Mm-hmm. And um, he just did something to me, man. And so, I was as I'm listening to him and I listened to some of the other performers, I, I noticed that um, I didn't hear a lot of love poetry. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that that would be my end. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, you know what, maybe I could feel that void. And so um, that night, literally that night, I went in and went home and I started writing and I wrote nonstop for, oh, I don't know four years five years i mean every day i was writing a poem or two poems or three poems so yeah man chris branch man uh, I, w- I really wish that people of today knew of chris branch i mean he was very uh essential in reference to my direction in poetry because mm-hmm. i used to come out with this three ring folder with a binder with yeah. my poems i would read uh, you know from a binder this and that didn't know have nothing memorized 
And <laughs> he was like, you know, I was doing poetry that the people wanted me to do. And one day he told me, yeah. he said, if you're doing poetry that they want you to do, why are you writing poetry? Mm. And he told me that, and that stuck with yeah. me. And, and from that day, I just said, "I'm just doing what I want to do." There it is, <laughs> and know? you have and you have done it too, brother. You are <laughs> you have always been an inspiration to me as well as a poet, man. You know, um, Thank you, brother. we we you and I we you and I vibed almost instantly. Yes, and we've been friends ever since. And yeah. you know, I've always you know whether I was on stage performing with you or where I was just sitting in the in the audience spectating, you know, you always had a, 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 a command of the stage. And whenever you walked up, I mean, your, your stage name was Impact. So, right. I mean, and that's what you had on people. And so, you know, I always, you know, I always admired your style and your performance and your, I don't even know if this is a word, but prolificness, because <laughs> you, you, you was you always had something new and you always had something going on so you you my brother have always been an inspiration to me as well so you know i just need to let you know that <laughs> I, I appreciate that brother totally man and i mean i miss the days when we used to travel all the time because you was like my, my my road dog man we yeah we we, we go on trips together man it was just really cool man and, and it's cool to to in this industry like I, I know a lot of female poets that I get along with, uh, but there's not a lot of guys that I, I hang with. You know what right. I'm saying? I know right. a lot of, but uh, like between you and my boy Chris Lock and she'll yeah. play. You know, you mm -hmm. all are the cats. You know, and it's a few other people, but it's not a lot that you just hang with. So I yeah. really am really thankful to have the experience that I've had with you over the years of traveling and just you know kicking ideas off to each other about different things and just the regular friendship and brotherhood that we've yeah. always had you know so that's always been amazing well, listen i got i got to say this now for for uh, your listening audience i almost thought i lost you as a friend we was coming back from, <laughs> we was coming back from kansas city you probably know what i'm about to say oh uh, yeah coming back from kansas city and we was in my jeep and we had just got on the highway and uh, <laughs> he, he tried to cut my my fingers off. Man, I off. tried to cut all your fingers <laughs> off. Man, I rode it with us. <laughs> Boy, you screamed like Prince. And I apologize. I'm still apologizing. I'm apologizing right now for it. I'm really sorry if I rode this. I knew that was like 19, 20 years ago, man. But. <laughs> Boy, I was like, man, it was one of those screams, man, that didn't come like instantly. It was like, uh, you know, it was like a right. crescendo type. I was like, man, he was like, what's going on? What's going on? I, I couldn't even say that. He couldn't get a word out. All I could see, all I could see, if y'all could see how my hands was, all I could see was Floyd. His whole hand was flat and, and arm. I mean, it was, it was contorted. I was like, what the brother doing? That's when I realized that I had all four of your fingers and almost got your thumb. Oh, man, I, I never felt no pain Ooh. like that before. I'm like, whoa. Oh man, well, that's, that's something that's... to be said about them Jeep windows, boy. <laughs> oh, they airtight, boy. They oh yeah, oh yeah. That's why it's so soundproof in there, man. <laughs> oh man, but the memories on the road. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> man, I wanted, oh, uh, I wanted to ask you some a couple more questions about like your inspiration, and I appreciate yeah. you including me on that. But what other, who other, who else inspires you? Like, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be poets, but what what artists inspire you? 
Um, well, I'm going to start with the, the people that I know personally, um, because, you know, people that you know personally have a, I think, have a larger impact on your life um, because you can actually relate to them not only professionally, but, you know, on a on a more a more closer spiritual level um, from. So from like our poetry, um, as I told you, it was you. It was chill. Um, Shiraz, you know, uh, misinterpretation, um, ill thought. Um, man, I mean that MK. I mean, there was just like a whole plethora of people that we performed with that just always managed to leave me in awe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, family-wise, I you know I, I, I definitely want to say my grandfather. Because uh, my grandfather was a brilliant pro- poet. Um, one of the the first books I published uh, with my publishing company was my grandfather's uh, first very first poetry book. I presented it to him at one of our family reunions, and mm. um, and so you know I, I, I try to pull my inf- inspiration from people that I that I actually know, you right. know, because they they they're tangible i can touch them you know i can i can you know i can ask them questions you know people that that are in the limelight and that are celebrities you know they can be inspirational to a degree but you don't have access to them you know and i and i really do try to draw my my inspiration from people that i have access to because in my eyes they're real you know right no that's uh, that's dope i mean i uh, I think as a as an aspiring artist myself, as an artist doing my thing, I pull. I can't help but to have that in my family as well because I got a lot of musical for people in my family. So I yeah. mean, I think it was inevitable for me to be in entertainment to in some kind of fashion, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I pull for them all the time, man, because it's just you know it's people you can reach out to and talk to, you can ask advice to, you know, or just shoot an idea to, man. It's really cool. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now you mentioned your publisher company. Now it's still Jet uh, Jet Brown Publishing Publication, right? Yeah, it is. It's still Jet Brown Publication. Yeah. Um, it's basically just been me publishing my own work lately. Um, not because I can't find anybody, but just mainly because I haven't really been looking. Um, I've been trying to put more emphasis on my own projects. You know, because mm-hmm. you know, and I know you know this as an artist as well. Um, a lot of times when you have a skill set that other people can utilize, uh, you find yourself putting your own projects on the back burner a lot. And so, and so I was like, you know what? I I put a lot of my, you know, a lot of my projects on the back burner. And so, um, I I decided to to put a little more focus on me. So now you're on what book number seven or eight? Uh, that's, but I see, um, I think my latest book was book number seven, and that's going through the motions, the plight of the average black man in America. Um, that book, I, in the in the in the introduction to that book, I said I would never write another book um, like that again. And and what it is basically, it is a compilation of blog entries, um, diary entries of just my struggles as a black man in America being raised um, by a single mom and a deceased father trying to figure out 
how to be a family man without ever having a family man around. Um, I had lots of uncles and stuff like that, but my uncles had their own children. So, you know, they, they had their own priorities. You know, my grandfather was probably the closest man that I had to me, but he was a workaholic. And so I never really got a chance to, to pull from, from his wisdom until I got older. So, you know, a lot of the lessons that I learned as a man, uh, had to teach myself and there were some hard lessons in there. There were some hard relationships, uh, relationship lessons. Um, there were hard financial lessons, um, hard social lessons. I mean, just everything that I, that I, (laughs) I, I had to learn about being a man, I basically had to teach myself and, um, it was it was it was a challenge, you know, and it's still there's still some challenging parts to it to this day. But that book was that book was was kind of hard to put together because when I had to go back and read over some of the stuff that I had written, it was um, it was it was it was it was kind of eye opening, you know, it was, and it was kind of painful. But I needed to get it out and I'll never write another book like that again. No, no, I got you, man. I got you. Now you, now you were in saying, of course, you were here in St. Louis for a long time. You mm-hmm. relocated to Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, to the Atlanta area down in Georgia. How, how was, how has that affected or improved your artistry? Um, it is. So being in Atlanta, uh, that's like, it's like the black mecca. I mean, you know, it's like there's like every kind of entertainer that you could want to be around um athletes any any type of black excellence that you can imagine is here and even if you don't know them personally just being in the environment pushes you to want to do more Uh you know and so it is it has truly been an inspiration this is my second time living in Atlanta. The first time I, I was only here for about a year. This time I've been here um, almost three years now. And, you know, there's there are a lot of places in the country that you might want to move, but there are not a lot of places in the country that a black artist should move. But Atlanta just happens to be one of them. And, you know, I think a lot of people feel like, oh, it's, 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 it's hyped up and all of that. But if you, if you have the drive and determination and you want to be around other black entrepreneurs and artists and you know things of that nature Atlanta is 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 a really great place for that now you've been definitely doing all of your artistic things man you 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 know there's some people that just struggle with just trying to do one thing and <laughs> brothers like you and I we we just, just just try to do whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, idiot. That's right. <laughs> now we both have clothing lines that, yeah. that we do. Now yours um, is called Artographs. Yes, tees. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that and how you came up with the concept of that that uh, product line. Okay, um, Autographs tees um, is actually my second T-shirt line. My first one was called Poet Tees. Um, mm-hmm. And when I started that, that was back in like 2005 or so. Um, I started Poet Tees because we were poets and uh, I wanted T-shirts to represent that. So I had like Zodiac Poets and Lady Lyricist Tees and 
pimp and all this other poetically informing my people. I had all of those, but the biggest dilemma that I had when with my first t-shirt line was just trying to get t-shirts because back mm. then drop shipping was just not a thing. And so right. you, if you wanted t-shirts, you had to find a screen printer and then you was going to pay out the nose for, you know, a hundred t-shirts, you know what I mean? And so mm. I kind of let that uh, lay by the side. So then autographs came to light um, because I was, I was taking f- photographs and I, I do a lot of work in Photoshop and I was mm. taking photographs and I started making like cool little images and I was like oh you know what this will look cool on a t-shirt so it started with that and then I am a huge t-shirt nut um and so then it was like well you know what I got this slogan that I wanted to put and the next thing you know you know I got like over a hundred different t-shirts that I had to kind of break down in the group so I have t-shirts now that are um you know Black Lives Matter inspired um I have a t-shirt line called Bum which is a nickname that my father had for me, but I turned it into an acronym, which is um, Breaking Unhealthy Mindsets. So I have Uh that. Um, I have uh, T-shirts that are comical because I'm a comic. Um, T-shirts that are artwork. So there's a a wide variety underneath the the autographs um, brand. But um, it it all started with my, my... overall love of t-shirts I, I i can't tell you enough how much i really enjoy a cool t-shirt because it, it speaks volumes without you ever having to say a word and you said your father gave you the nickname Bum? <laughs> yeah i i have no idea my father <laughs> so my father died when i was four he um he drowned um he oh, he wow. and my uncle they both drowned on the same day on um on uh um uh, n- uh, not Creve Coeur Lake, uh, Carlisle Lake, uh, over in Illinois, and um, I only had a few years with him, and I don't ever really remember him calling me Bum, but my mother told me that that was my my nickname from him, and so you know I, I never really used it; it never really went anywhere. But um, when the uh, when the the T-shirt branch kind of came out. Um, my wife and I, we were talking about um, just different names. And it was also, a, a, uh, I was trying to also build uh, build up my following on YouTube. And my mm-hmm. wife was like, I was like, I need a, a catchy a catchy slogan. She was like, you could be bummed to billionaire. You know, and I was like, huh, bummed to billions. And so I was mm-hmm. like, well, that kind of works. I said, you know, my dad's nickname for me was bummed. So I was like, well, maybe I can come up with an acronym for that. But yeah, I don't know why he called me Bum. I hope it wasn't a premonition. I've been really trying hard not to be one, but you know, that's that, that's why I figured maybe if I just change it into an acronym that, that means something positive, maybe <laughs> maybe just maybe I could I could I could make it out and it'd be some good. <laughs> Man, I, I'm listening to your story. I'm thinking about my story mm-hmm. and, and some of the other artists. And man, artists be having some very uh um, trying um, <laughs> history, you know what I'm saying? Yes, <laughs> it's like, yes, yes. Oh, it's so much pain and tragedy <laughs> and everything, and we just turn it around into some and give life to to it in some kind of way, and we turn a, a negative to a positive, yeah. death into life, and it's just amazing. People just don't realize that it's a, you know, if you sat down and just talk to the average artist, oh, it's some kind of tragedy, yeah, you know, in that story, oh yeah, you know. 
that's true that's very true there's so there's so much honestly there's so much that i've been through over the last decade or so that um that that will eventually come out once i've made my first million i ain't gonna tell y'all all about it right now it's, <laughs> it's a lot of stuff that my family and i have gone through just mm. you know and i and i and, and let me just do this real quick i just need to give a huge shout out to my family because we have gone through a lot on this on this journey trying to build this legacy because it's not necessarily just for me and i think that's what a lot of artists especially if you have family um a lot mm. of the stuff that we do just like i know for you as well you know with your son a lot of the stuff that we do we do to leave a legacy for our children you know mm -hmm. my father when he died he was 27 years old and he didn't leave me anything i mean because he mm. didn't know the plan to leave me anything because he died suddenly and so right. You know, going through the things that I've gone through um, with my family, um, I, I can't. If if I die today, God, listen, listen, God, that's not an invitation. I'm not trying. <laughs> I don't need to meet you right now, God. I, that's just not what I'm trying to do. But you know, we can keep we talking. Can, that's right. why we need to just keep going. Make sure these headphones ain't in no water. Or uh, but but you know, I want to leave something everything that that i've created with the books with the t-shirts with the youtube channel all of that stuff can generate a profit you know mm -hmm. it might take a little time but it's kind of like buying land you know what i mean maybe when you buy mm -hmm. that land today it may only be worth the the 10 or fifteen thousand dollars or however much you paid for it but down the line that land might be worth millions you know and so that's that's kind of how I look at, at art as a as a family man. You know, I'm this is an investment in the future for my my children and my children's children. You know, even if if it's nothing more than to be able to pay for some college educations or something. You know, it it, it right. has to it has to have some 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 longevity to it. So. Now I got a couple of other questions. So actually, we we've already man hit that twenty mark. 20 minutes we don't mark. mess around, bro. I, I, I knew that was gonna go get there quickly, right. man. Um, but we got I got two things I definitely got to ask you about, okay. and, then, and then before we come to a close, yeah. you did mention your YouTube channel, yeah. and anybody who follows you know that there's a particular character <laughs> an old black dude with an afro wig, cigarettes, big big glasses. Yeah goes by the name of Lando. Yeah. Now, tell our, our listeners about Lando and how you came up well, with Hold Lando. on. Let me let him tell you. Say, hold on. Lando! All right. Get on the wall. Hey, hey, come here, man. Talk to Floyd for a minute. Yo! <laughs> Mr. Lando, yeah, yeah. how you doing? What's going on, brother? What's going on, Lando? How you doing, man? Everybody know me. I <laughs> what can I tell you? What can I help you with? What can I help you with? I ain't got no money. Let me just stop you right now. Go ahead, what you got? <laughs> Lando, we were just trying to catch up with you and see how your whole um, um, era or aura came about and how the YouTube channel came out. Oh, well, you know, you know, Lando is a jack of all trades and a master of at least three of them. And so, you know, I, I decided that I just wanted to do something else. You know, I used to be a hype man back in the day. <laughs> I used to be a hype man. Flavor Flav actually took my job. If I see him on the street, I'm probably going to have to lay hands on him. But 
<laughs> I decided that I just wanted to get out and let people know who I am. I've been I've been standing in Derek's little funky ass shadow all these years. I'm so so tired of Derek. He always trying to take my shine, but everybody know me. And if you know Lando, you know Lando is here to stay. <laughs> <laughs> now, how can how can we hear you hear more about you, Lando? How can the people check? Oh, you, you can out? find me. You can find me on on the Instagrams. Yeah, you can find me on Instagrams at my name Lando. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. My name Lando. Okay, no spaces, underscores, slashes, lines, stars, any nut. Just my name Lando. You can also find me on Dirt. Funky ass YouTube channel is who is Derek Andre TV. That's D E R E K A N D R E TV. Okay, TV, not TV like tuberculosis. TV like television. You can find Derek right there. You can find Derek. You find me. You find all sorts of stuff. So yeah, that's how you find Lando. Or you call me at one eight hundred LA and I'm just saying, I ain't got no one eight hundred number. This is a cell phone FaceTime. <laughs> well, hey Lando, we appreciate you being on the show, man. And uh, we're gonna check you out, man. And we're gonna need to wrap it up and talk back with Derek, man. We thank you for stopping. Hold on, by. he pissing. Hold on, let me get, let me get him. Hold on. <laughs> oh, here he comes. Wash your hands. Don't touch it. Come on, touch it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Flo. Good talk to you, man. All right. Everybody know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello. Uh, All right. Uh, yes, uh, sir. <laughs> I don't understand why he just can't be just a peaceful person. He just drama filled. Is that's Lando man yeah. for you, man? Yeah. He got a good show because everybody, everybody, everybody know, know Lando, Lando man. man. He keeps it real. If y'all ever want to <laughs> keep somebody to keep it real, go check him out. He will keep it real with you. <laughs> but man, it's been an awesome time having you on yes. here, man. I got my last right, question for you, I'm man. Ready. All right. So if you had a band. Yes. Compiled of celebrity artists, dead okay. or alive, and you are the front mm-hmm. man. You are the lead poet, singer, musician, okay. whatever you know. Your okay. thing. Who would you select as your band, as well as you know, from musicians, background vocalists? Who would you pick? Well, I would uh, definitely have Prince. Prince would definitely be on guitar for me. I would get Prince on guitar. Uh, I would have Quest Love on drums. Definitely gotta have Quest Love on drums. Uh, Michael Jackson would help me do backup vocals. Him, and now this is gonna be a crazy combination. It'd be Michael Jackson, Luther Vandross. Now, I don't know how they gonna work together, backup <laughs> singers, but we gonna we gonna we gonna ride with that. Okay, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, uh, I would definitely need. And you said alive, they could be alive too. Yeah, they, yeah, they okay. could be alive. I definitely want to do a duet, uh, you know, on a couple of songs with Erica Badu. So we'd have to definitely be in the mix. Uh, who else would I put in my band? Uh, what other instrument they need? Somebody on keyboard. I'm have to have some Rick James in there. I don't know what the hell Rick James is gonna do other than probably get us all arrested. But he could he could be he could be in there because you know cocaine is a hell of a drug, and so you know <laughs> this would be the the craziest thing ever. And you know what our name would be? I'm gonna whoop your What's ass because every time we get together, that's what somebody gonna say. I'm gonna whoop your ass. That that be my that be my band name. <laughs> 
Well, shoot, look like you might have to have security at every one, one oh, of your man. events. Oh, <laughs> man, like, that, that's an understatement. <laughs> that's an understatement. The attitudes right. and the pettiness that would be involved in that band, man, it, it, it's undescribable. <laughs> well, you know, you know, Prince, uh, Prince and uh, Rick James and Michael all, Jackson. So, uh, and Michael Jackson. <laughs> and Mike, yeah. So, I don't know how yep. that's going to work, but watch, watch, watch. We're going to make millions. <laughs> Well, man, once again, we appreciate you on the show, man. How can they check you out on your website and your social media All right, man, I appreciate being on the show. And if you are interested in learning more about Derek Andre, you can find me on the web at www.whoisderekandre.com. If you are an IG person, you can find me on IG as I am Derek Andre, and that's D-E-R-E-K-A-N-D-R-E. Um, Facebook is Who is Derek Andre? Uh, if you're interested in Lando and all of his craziness, he is on Instagram at my name Lando. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and oh, my uh, my YouTube channel definitely check out the YouTube channel, that's probably my favorite place on the planet. And that's uh, Who is Derek Andre TV. And so, yeah, and that's all it, right. man. Well, people gonna check you out, man. Well, once again. Y'all been listening to the Exchange Podcast with your host, Floyd Boykin Jr. And we had Derek Andre on the on the show today. So I want you all to be kind, be respectful, and learn something amazing. We're out of here. Peace, Peace. and blessings. <laughs>